Welcome to episode 34 of the Rewrap Podcast. This is the place where we talk all things photo, video, and the creative lifestyle. Opposite me, as always, is the Jaren Schneider, Editor-in-Chief of ResourceMagOnline.com. And I am... Who am I? <laughs> I'm Karaminder Gooman. Uh, I, uh, what am I doing? I'm the host of the show as well. What else do I do? Oh, I wrote some blog posts. I'm a writer. Man, it's kind of, you know you have a problem when you're like, what do I do again? What do I what's do? My, what's my job? <laughs> what is my purpose here? All right. What is the meaning? This is, this is true. Let's get something serious, Jaren. News just broke today. B&H, under fire. Not literally, but like Al Jazeera. Um, I mean, they cover other fires too, but this one's actually like serious, like about employment discrimination and fill us in. Yeah. Um, and how no one's talking about this stuff. Yeah, it's kind of, well, here's the thing. So B&H is under a lot of, um, under fire for discrimination against Latino employees and a complete lack of any safety regulation or concern inside of their facilities. Like people are getting hurt and there's no no coverage for them. No, there's no union. So they are now unionizing. Uh, it was like 199 of the 240 employees at B&H have come together for this trying to unionize bnh has until today to say if they're officially recognizing the union otherwise they um their lawyers are going to um i guess it's a, a lawsuit or whatever and there'll be an election within 30 days so it's happening no matter what like mm-hmm. these people are allowed to unionize um what's interesting about this is that very few photo video outlets are talking about it and i think they're not talking about it out of fear because B&H is Sponsor. a very large supporter of what they do. Mm. Yes. So d- you won't see anything on DP Review, you won't see anything on F-Stoppers, and you won't see anything on Petapixel. All three of them have been silent on this issue. Yeah. The only ones that I'm aware of who talked about it are us at Resource Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Because us. we will report on anything at any time because it's necessary. And um, the photographer, Chris uh, Gampett. Chris Gampett, Also yeah. covered it. So very good guy. I like Chris. Chris is uh, We got a story boy, from him so. today, too. So yeah, from his site, not specifically from him. Um, yeah, I read it. I read it this morning. Uh, the um, uh, I guess you wrote it this morning, right, Sharon? Yep. And then I yep. read it uh, the story, and uh, I was like, wow. Uh, I mean, in a way, I, uh, I feel I remember hearing. Um, I work with a nonprofit, the Sick Coalition, out of New York, and I remember mentioned that like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm I have to go to B and H, and they're like, oh, the same B and H that was in this like huge civil suit about. The discrimination on hiring. So I guess they had a, it was an issue in the past where it was women. I thought they huh. had a major problem with women for a while because of the Hasidic nature of their religion. Like they had, like the the company was like not hiring women, and if they did, they only allowed them to work in certain areas of the company, and they couldn't like they were never promoted or anything because of the the way that they view women as a cult, like culturally, and they were sued for that. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it was. Like is this the same a different? Is this a different lawsuit? This you're one was about, about non hiring non Hasidic people. Ah, so like yeah. white people, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, like basically people who aren't um, Jewish, essentially, or Hasidic Jews. Um, yeah, so they also like I, they may hire them now, but now they segregate them into certain areas. Like certain parts of the company are, you'll notice, are only this type of person mm-hmm. still, and I think that's major discrimination. And that's the yeah. problem. I mean, so. I, I think it's great for a company that's like you support your own kind. That's good too. But to shut the door on others, that's that, I guess this is what they were taking a task to. And, mm-hmm. and that, uh, you know, I think I read that um, they, 
people complain about having to lift like really heavy things and not without proper training, without proper like support or like I guess you wear that like that the, yeah. band that goes around your back. Some dude and, was uh, saying he was he was told to just start moving stuff with this uh, with a forklift, and he had no idea how to use a forklift. And they're just like, yeah, just go. And he didn't give him a hard hat, didn't give him anything. Hmm. Um, it, the main story that I saw, which was kind of crazy, was like there was a fire in their building. Oh yeah, yeah. And they weren't allowed to leave or use the fire exits. They That's had to keep insane. working through the smoke. And then and when they thing- finally, and then they didn't let them exit out through the emergency exits. They had made them go out through the security. So they had to back up and wait. It took half an hour to get out the building. Yeah. And when they were out the building, that's when they saw the firefighters. And it was like, well, this is actually totally legit. Why weren't we going out through the emergency exit? Yeah. And, like, you know, and, decent human being, beings would like get out so you don't die. Yeah. Oh, this is, and it breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, B and H like I support you guys. I buy stuff from you. And now I, uh, this reminds me of that Walmart documentary, the the um, the high price of low prices. It's like you right. Know, that's what it reminds me of. It's like wow. Well, maybe I should just start supporting people, pay more for my gear, and I just know they have better human hey, you rights can, policies. You can go to Sammy's and have terrible customer service. That you could you could try that. This is true. Um, <laughs> I can pay more and I can be ridiculed. Um, right, but then as long the employees as... are treated better. So right, yeah, it's a tough trade off, man. I know this is that's rough. It's horrible. Or, or I go to, or just buy it on Amazon, Amazon where it's all faceless to me anyway. Right, you don't have to talk to them. Yeah, or I just talk to what is it? Uh, help in the Philippines or uh, other. yeah, they're very helpful. Or I got a lady in Jamaica. Oh yeah, did you get a lady in Jamaica? With no, the I'm, always, I'm always getting. I'm always getting the the females in the Philippines. Females so one in time Philippines. I got I got a dude in the Philippines once, but oh. it's always this, I think I get the same woman. <laughs> and just, it's not just hey, she does. All just Filipinos sound do same. not sound the same. They don't, and she's. I, so this is, I've been to the Philippines. My family lives there anyway. So, yeah, and so, that's why I said it to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to make a funny like a joke here. She, I legitimately think she's the same person um, that I've gotten multiple times. She must change her name every time. Like it's a good lottery. <laughs> no. All right, let's move forward and um, talk about this new camera. Just well, it's a new device. Uh, none of us have gotten our hands on it yet. But the Light L16 camera from Light.co. Yeah, uh, I met the guys or two of the guys from Light. Um, last year at CES, and they wouldn't really talk at all about what they were making, only that it was a Lytro-like concept, but what they considered to be a better version of that. So um, they released it, and I agree. Based on what it's done and the images that have been taken with it, it is a much better take on the Lytro concept. Uh, That it's not now an image that everyone just plays with, and it's a tiny low-resolution photo that, ooh, I can change the perspective online that's not what it's for you can change the perspective but then you can lock that perspective in and make an actual legit print out of it yeah and this is a it's got 16 basically cell phone sized sensors and lenses and the way it's arranged is interesting because it's every single one uses a mirror to actually look forward and out so as opposed to it's it's a very interesting you know looks like a cell phone style camera um it it just looks I feel like this is the future where having not just one lens on your phone, like maybe multiple lenses, maybe just two lenses on the next iPhone. That's the rumor. And that this is like a great working example of what you could do if you just push that. Yeah. Like way far. Yeah. Um, Uh, It uses like 10 at a time every time you take a photo to create the image. And then mm -hmm. that's what allows you also to go later in and change perspective and F-stop and all that sort of stuff. And then you lock it in and print and go. I will say I feel like it's it's sexier than the Lytro. 
it's it still doesn't look like it's easy to hold. Like they didn't give it a big enough of like a grip. Like it's just a box. You're holding this box, this thick cell phone box. Like an iPhone six plus with a case. Yeah, like a super thick case, like a two inch case. Yeah, and you're walking around with this thing. It's I, I mean, it, kind of like how when we got the first electric car, it had mm-hmm. to look special because it was an electric car, so it had to look all fancy. Do you remember what the first generation Prius looked like? Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. Uh, wait, I'm gonna say it like Jaren. It was ugly as all get out. As all get out. That's my that's my face. <laughs> I know. That's why I like saying it. Um, so maybe we'll get like a better looking camera later when they start. So, I but mean, hey, I I want to I want to play with it. I want to yeah. shoot with it. This is cool. This is the future. I like this. This is new technology. All right, good. Moving on. We got a lot to cover today. Um, DJI announced. We we saw this at CES. I think you saw it at CES. Yeah, I reported on it. They were just, they were at the time the they were calling Osmo. it the Inspire Stick, but now the it's Inspire the Osmo. Stick is no longer. It's called the Osmo. They didn't give me a release date on it. They they were just showing it off during a press uh, like dinner thing. Uh, I remember DJI seeing did. video about it. Yeah. I it it was. About. I mean, I when I when I first handed it to me, I was like, "This is a really amazing idea." I'm glad you guys did this because, like, some people were just holding their phantoms anyway and using those for video. Yeah. Am I mistaken, Jen, that you actually them. had your mutty little gibbons on them? Oh yeah, yeah. I I touched it already and used it. It totally works. Um, but it didn't have. They hadn't announced their new uh, the two the two new cameras that they announced like early, like the Zenmuse mirrorless cameras. They hadn't ever said those were going to exist, and when they made those i immediately emailed my contact at dji i'm like can i put those new zenmuse thing cameras the mirrorless ones on the inspire stick you guys showed me earlier this year like that was the first thing i thought and yes you can and so that's going to be incredible because now the like stabilization is tiny yeah and you know what not only that but when the first video came out of the osmo like i see all these single-handed gimbals because you know we were fans since the ican well, at least I was, and then you got one too now. The iCan gimbal for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But what's lacking is like some sort of intelligence or programming or set, changing the modes. Like we, with the iCan gimbal, we can't go upside down, for example. So we can't get super low shots. Whereas like your DJI Ronin does have the ability to go into briefcase mode where you kind of hold the whole yeah. device like a briefcase. And now this one has like, you know, they showed like different, like we're going to hold it at this angle and then triple click and then it'll reorient itself. And boom, it's good to go. And I'm like, wow, there's some good intelligence behind the software programming of the Osmo that I haven't seen in other uh, handheld gimbals, like, you know, single handheld, Mm -hmm. uh, one-handed gimbals, I guess is what you want to call them. But what's really cool is a story I published, which I feel like not a lot of people got the message for, is that you can put the the micro four-thirds sensor that DJI now camera that they make that comes attached to the X5 gimbal. I guess it's all called the X5. And they make a raw version too, which is not out yet. But um, So you can at- uh, attach that onto your Osmo and then get basically three-axis well, three gimbal stabilized 4K, 4K raw. raw. I mean, right now yeah. it's only 4K, but the 4K raw camera when it comes out. Uh, but the only limitation is you only can only choose between three lenses and two of them basically the same. So you can choose between Olympus tw- uh, 12mm F2, which is an equivalent of a 24mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the widest. And then the other two are basically um, 15mm F1.7, which... 30. One's a DJI brand and one's a Panasonic Leica brand. And they look exactly the same, by the way. So You're going to have to... I, I, I would recommend going for the 24. Any of these shots are going to... You're going to want some wide on these. Yes. 30, 30 might be a little tight. Yeah, and that's and so far right now, that's the only choices that you can use on it that they list on their website. So huh. that's the limitation, but the big benefit is raw, 4K raw video. 
Yeah, for what? Stabilize. How much does that, co- how much does that camera cost? The raw, they don't have a price out. Oh. How but much the is the, one, the, the non-raw? 2199 for the X5. So, so you're going to add that to the 650 s- for the Osmo. And you're still yeah. doing better than buying, let's say, a GH4, that same f lens. Um, 12 millimeter lens, and then what would you buy? A Movi, not a Movi, uh, DJI Ronin M. That, and the Ronin M is what, 1400 Is it 1400 I don't even remember how much I spent on it. <laughs> yes, you, yes. I, I just I, bought I it. I remember. I just yeah, you're it. just like, take my money. Take my money. How much is it? I don't care. Buy. That's what yeah. I said. I think it was 1399 Oh, is that how much you paid? 1399 All right. You, um, you, got, you got a tiny... So basically, it's almost yeah. the same price, but the size of my forearm. Yes. In, instead of the size of my chest. This is, this is, yeah, very much so. And so instead of you having to like work out super hard on like your upper body, you just got to hold this one. My forearms to get tired after using the, yeah. the Ronin no j- for a while. No joke. And so uh, I think it's really cool. I just like the possibilities of what's available, especially when something like this comes down. The, and, and they have like little modules to fit onto the Osmo so you can put on like a shotgun mic. Like I'm just looking at this. I'm like, this would be a great vlogging camera. Not the raw version, but the, but still, it'd be a very expensive one. You know, speaking of vlogging cameras, yes, I think I think there's one that was announced today that maybe if it wasn't so awful, would be a great camera for vlogging. I think it wouldn't be that bad. So Canon announced the their second, well, I don't know, this is their fourth mirrorless camera. This is legitimately new, not one that was yeah. announced a year ago overseas, and now we're Correct. getting it. That was the M3, which they're selling yeah. in America now, and now they're adding a second camera to that lineup that you can actually yeah. walk into a store, choose between two Canon mirrorless cameras. This one's called the M10. It's entry level. Right, Jaren? Mm-hmm. What other yep. details about it? I mean, it's got the same sensor. It's, it's like small. It's only 10.5 ounces. That includes the memory card, and it's an 18-megapixel sensor with ISO from 100 to 12,800 using Canon's Digic 6. I believe processor. I believe like both the EOS M's and uh, Canon T6s T6i share the same sensor yeah. across the board. This, this one does 4.6 frames per second, uh, and it has the, the the hybrid CMOS autofocus. But, I just know um, that the M3 just has a beefier grip, and it just seems like a bit more of a bigger. This looks stuff. like the if you just took the lens off it, it would be yeah. the size of a small point and shoot, like the size yeah. of my RX100. I bet it's that's this is about the size that it is. I think it's ever so slightly bigger, Jaren. Just in Maybe. a couple of dimensions. But the, yeah, the biggest thing is you get an APS-C size sensor in a, such a small body. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the, the downside to this is is otherwise this camera is really unimpressive. It doesn't do anything cool. No advanced video options. Like, really? This, this RX100 Mark IV so, is I feel still so disheartened more, now. You just broke mm, my heart, literally. Because I think this right here is more powerful in every single way. What Jaren is holding is a camera. Sony RX100 Mark IV. I love this camera, by the way. Um I, I still want to play with it. When love we go it. to New York, I want to play with it. I'll give it to you. Play with it for like yeah. days, whatever. Um, but I, the things that matter to me here are is it's um, heat sinking. How is it capable of – because that's the RX100 can't heat sink for anything. I feel like the Canons are better at that than the Sonys. I feel like the it's Sonys are the also worst for heat Likely sinking. because Sony's trying to pack in so much data rate transfer because they want to have super high-quality stuff that the camera mm-hmm. bodies just can't handle it. Well, Canon – it's not. I, I don't even know what the megabit rate for the transfer the, for the video on this is going to be, but it's just 1080 HD and 24 and 30p. That's it. Draw the line. No high frame rate options like this. This point and shoot. This only one. The RX100 does 240 frames per second in 1080. It also does 4K S log. Yeah, you get S log on that thing. That's in, that's it's insane. It's ridiculous, and it's it looks insane. really good. It looks of really it good. Um, you can't get any of that on this M10. So I'm not. This is one of those questions I keep asking many people: Is who is this for? 
Who did you make this for? Who's going to purchase this camera? Because you know, you know I think what I'm going to say, Jerry. Who? You know when I walk around San Francisco and I look, at, I purposely look at like tourist camera just to get a sense of like what's popular. Like what are these people buying? And yeah, it's some rebels. I see a lot yeah. of Sony Nexes. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if. That he wanted to get a Canon, but get it smaller, like compared to those Sony NEXs back in the day, like an NEX six thousand, um, A six thousand. That they get this instead. So people who just basically don't know any better. Buy it based on brand and size. Yeah, it's six hundred. It's six hundred bucks. Really? So it's, so bad. it's finally it's getting a clue. Bringing that price cheap, down. like cheap, cheap, cheap. Um, it's probably fine. Just fine. It's not yeah, just fine. exemplary at anything. Mm-mm. The autofocus is probably fine. N- not great and not abysmal well, like the, the original That's M. the one thing to be highly concerned about a Skeptical. Canon mirrorless. Specifically yeah. Canon Well, let's put it this way. I'm going to stereotype here. If you buy a Sony camera that does video, watch out for overheating. If you buy a Canon mirrorless camera, look out for autofocus. Those are my... Yeah. I'm stereotyping right now. That's what I'm labeling like... Yeah. those two brands as like it has that continuous auto uh, autofocus um sensor that canon has had some success with Mm -hmm. but i I, yeah i I am a little dubious on it what i think is tech from the 70d because that that is good stuff yeah i think it's that one um i don't know i thought the 70d uses i don't know what it uses it uses a hybrid cmos the hybrid cmos is this this one that's that's in this too yeah it's good good especially for video autofocus it's good it's not the best on the market. It's the best Canon has. Well, that's just true. The best Canon has. Yeah. So anyway, it's a the the reason I think it's a good vlogging camera is because the little back screen flips up and you can see it above yeah. the lens. That, the I same like thing. that. The, the RX100 can do it too. Flips like, up. Yeah, it flips up. So, I like I like that. Um, in addition to this camera, Canon announced two other uh, little point and shoots. Not a lot. I don't know. The one thing I want to say is is one of these cameras is so butt ugly. <laughs> I just want to talk about why did they make it look like this? The are you talking about the black one, the Sony, the the Canon? What is it called? The G? It's the G five X. It I get, is. I see what you're saying. It looks. It is butt ugly. Let's, let's get that out. There. Totally it's butt ugly. Straight but heinous. Kind of practical because the lens. So essentially, Canon announced two point shoots: the G nine X, which is the successor I, to the G seven X. And then they introduced this new G5X. I know the naming convention is really weird. I know. I get it, too. It's weird. But they use the same internals, the same sensor, except that on the G5X, because it's a physically slightly bigger camera. Has it EVF, right, Sharon? Yes. Yes, Yes, it does. does. And uh, the lens on that, slightly bigger, slightly faster, slightly wider. Yeah. And slightly longer reach as well. And slightly uglier. And by slightly, I mean incredibly ugly. It just looks like a, a shrunken down weird mini DSLR. Yeah, um, and they and they put the uh, the very angle on there too instead of the flip up, so it's less good for vlogging because you're going to be looking off camera. Yeah, but the does the G nine X G nine X is that right? Yeah, yeah, G nine X. Right. It doesn't have a flipping so screen at all. What? From what I can see. What? From what the G seven X totally see. had one. That's why everyone loved it because it was like yeah, a great no. vlogging camera. It does not have one at oh all. Oh my god, they just they just killed it. They yeah. just killed it. That's they horrible. might. Well, they say that these add to the GX line. So these are just so maybe, maybe they'll the, keep G- the G7X. Yeah, the G9 is just like a babier version or like something. I don't know. Bigger. I don't anyway, have no idea the that's, that's enough right. of Canon cameras. No one's going to buy. Let's, Let's move on, on to Adobe saying sorry about their latest Lightroom 6.2 release, then releasing an update. And I, Jaren, I am so glad I did not update because of my 
because of all the woes I had like a month or two ago when we had we Tony Roslin on the show and st- my stuff was not working and I was yeah. on a beta of El Capitan and I couldn't even tether my Leica to my Lightroom installation at the time. I was like, what is going on? So I, re- I reverted back and I'm on Yosemite, been back on Yosemite and I've stayed on Yosemite. I'm not upgraded to El Capitan and I'm so glad that I did not update to Lightroom because I'm like, I was, I was basically scared of updating Lightroom for a while well for good reason so there was yeah. a test that was released this morning that shows that lightroom is 600 percent slower than every other competitor option so capture one um but it's not just slower by like yeah 600 is a lot six it's six times god tell the seconds because like photo mechanic even uh photos on on the mac is i saw this video too um, it took they're seconds. like seconds yeah seconds whereas lightroom the guy like had to put himself in like 8x time map time lapse mode just to yeah make it somewhat stomachable to watch the video yeah, but it was ridiculous bad. it was not a, more than minutes yeah it, it was i think it was 600 and something seconds like 630 640 minutes. seconds that's 10 yeah it's minutes. really for 97 photos so Does it was that, basically you, a minute guys, of photo oh you, this like infuriates me so much because this is our workflow this is how we work so not only did they introduce a new way of importing photos which looks stupid Right. Yeah, it was it's not a, smart. Man. It looks like it's trying to be easier for newer users, but you I don't know, I guess you can't do as much. I don't have it. I'm glad I don't. I'm yeah, gonna... they hid the they hid functionality of like picking where something comes from and where it goes behind um a gear icon rather than having it on the screen at all times. Mm-hmm. So you have to like dig for it, which bothers people. I don't know what version of Lightroom I have right now. I'm trying to look it up, but it's whatever pre 6.1 or something like that. Oh man, I am on the latest, unfortunately, but I don't I'm, use Lightroom that often. I'm so not, not, but I'm going to start a hashtag of like, if it, if it's six point one, be like Lightroom six point one forever. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I, and the thing is, Lightroom—they've been talking about attempting to like maximize its speed and make it better year over year, and they show that that the program itself runs faster on things every time they make an update. But it doesn't actually seem to be the case. Like it continues to get more bloated and slower each time, and I'm. So I actually, I, I mentioned, did I mention this to you last week when I was at uh, the Adobe conference about how I asked um, the CEO of Adobe how they're letting things like this get through, like major bugs? We didn't talk about it on the show, but you talked about it personally to me. Yeah, I asked him, like, how are you going, he didn't give me a straight answer, of course, but I talked to another guy who is more responsible for the... This was the, the CEO so- of Adobe, right? Yep. And, mm-hmm. and I asked what'd you him say to his face? What'd you tell him to his face, John? I said, uh, how can you possibly be letting any of the major bugs go public? How are you not vetting these things? Like, how can you not test for the salt lines bug, for example, and yeah. then after it's reported to you, not fix it for three and a half weeks and totally brick the abilities of these people who rely on your software to do any work? And he gave the standard BS um, answer that any CEO would give to that by not answering the question. But uh, the guy who was more in charge of the photo thing talked to me afterwards, profusely apologizing for that sort of thing, and said that they're doing their best to try and, and do it. And I told him that I feel like Adobe is having what I call the Salesforce problem, which is What's that? they, in, rather than, I mean, they do some innovation inside, but they also buy up a bunch of people and stack their crap on top of their current software architecture. So they end up with what they had a long time ago is this nice, beautiful base that has now got tons of garbage stacked on top of it that's kind of crushing it. 
And also, the main problem is that Salesforce doesn't know how to integrate properly the old original stuff with the new stuff. And when they try, it breaks because there's just too much garbage. They're growing too quickly. And because they're stacking software architecture rather like because they're doing perpetual updates rather than releasing brand new versions like as CD disks, that's what's causing the problem. And Salesforce has this issue because a lot of the stuff that's in there doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't. It, they they don't have support for most of the things that you used to use because they moved to something else that makes less sense. Um, that's kind of what's happening to Adobe because they went with this cloud system that Salesforce does. And I don't want them to have this problem, but it seems like it's happening. Like this Lightroom thing is a perfect example of it. It's just mm-hmm. getting slowed, slower and bloated because they won't release it as per, you know disk. They have to release it as cloud yes, updates. Now, Jan, you just said a lot of words. And then some of that in my head was like, rum, 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 rum. and then I translate it as use Capture One. Start or to learn photo Capture mechanic. One and use it. Photo well, mechanic. Photo mechanics more for like, too. I would think the, um, like NFL shooters, people shoot a lot of photojournalists and then just have to pick and choose their photos quickly and get it going. It's more of a, I guess, organization sorting tool. It's not mm-hmm. really saying editing. Like calling well, Capture One for one thing, if you want to go Capture One, it's, it's a better raw processor anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's just have to do that. A little daunting to learn at first. It's, it's got a bit of a learning curve. Uh, yes, I agree to that. I can attest to that because I fully don't understand it myself right now. So I'm I'm that guy. All right. Um, anything else to cover about Adobe apologizing and releasing an update to fix all the crashes? Like everyone, they, they haven't though. That hasn't resolved any issues. I mean, they may have maybe have fixed the crashes, but it hasn't resolved the slow. That's uh, that's going to have to be a brand new version. Well, so well, we're gonna wait for that, and hopefully, when it's as good. George I'm, Costanza I'm, says, you can stuff your sorries in a sack, Adobe. <laughs> I didn't know George Costanza said that. It's, it's in a Seinfeld. You can stuff I your wish, sorries in a sack. I'm gonna try and find that clip and then put it into the podcast so we can hear right, it. Do it. But um, hey, Jaren, I know you what? like to take uh, pictures at concerts, and so um, this gentleman here—I uh, forgot his name—but uh, we're gonna play a video, and I know you've not watched this video. Maybe you have, but I'm going to play the audio just okay. so as our viewers can, and I want your reactions after. But he's giving you guys five photo hacks to take better Snapchat. Hacks. Snapchats? Yeah. <laughs> five photo hacks to take better Snapchats and pictures at concerts. So you're taking a picture at a concert. Step one, don't. Just don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. Even if you've got a brand new iPhone, it's never going to capture the majesty of whatever drug-fueled epiphany you just had. But let's be honest. We're all narcissistic enough to think that since we can share anything, that we should. So here are a couple tips. But a good picture is all about having good light. So you know after the second song when the lead singer says, you are beautiful, could I see you? And they turn on the house lights. That's a great time to take a picture. Who knows what's going to look good until after the fact. So frame it up in as many ways as possible. Left, third, right, third, selfie, panoramic, square, horizontal, selfie, 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 selfie. Silhouettes, those are tight. (laughs) People clapping, holding their arms in the air. Use that. It's cool. Which brings me to my next point. Raising your camera to take a picture interferes with the experience of everyone behind you. You're trading a moment of their enjoyment for likes and comments. So hurry the f*** up. Let's talk Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat. You're on Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat right now. Remember, they called a story for a reason. It's not about the band. It's about your experience seeing the band. If I wanted to see grainy Dierks Bentley footage, I could probably find it on YouTube. But I want to be jealous of you. So show me your story. You don't need 12 <laughs> snaps of the performance. 
You need four. Approaching the venue. Where we go in. Um, we're going to Redbox. Who you're with. You're like ready for a concert. The crowd. And then the actual performance. And that's all it takes to give your friends and family FOMO. Isn't that what we're really trying to do here? Which brings me back to my first point. Don't. Don't do it. Nobody really cares. You'll be fine without posting it to the gram. You didn't pay good money to watch someone more talented than you through a three-by-two screen. You got a lonely Friday night on the couch for that. So join us next week, where I'll teach you how to take pictures of fireworks. Just kidding. Go f*** yourself. This isn't even a show. <laughs> and that... That's uh, Woody Roseland, and uh, he's posted that video to uh, YouTube uh, on his good. channel, and I think it's hilarious. I want to share that with our listeners, because I think it's just incredibly entertaining. I don't take what? pictures at concerts, yeah. only if I'm paid. The top tip from that video, don't. Don't do it. Don't. Just don't. Don't. I like the fireworks one, too, because I was, I was actually having that conversation like <laughs> earlier this week. You know, those pictures of fire. just don't do it. Yeah, don't. Don't. Just don't. All right. It was actually um, with John Shell. I, I had breakfast with John Shell earlier this oh, week. Oh, uh, in LA or is he here in SF? He was here for like a day. So I said, ah, okay. Caught up for breakfast. Okay, Jaren, I got another video for you that you can't watch that you have to listen to as well. Right. And it's it's about selfie. And so there's a lovely um, British comedian named James Corden who now runs the Late Late Show. Uh, I don't even know what network it's on because I don't have TV. Well, I have TV, but I don't have cable. But yeah. Uh, it's about selfies and it's going to start in such a way that, you know, you can understand it. And let's get into it. I don't know if you, the baseball playoffs start this week, and uh, last week there was a baseball game in Arizona where some girls in the stands were taking so many <laughs> selfies. I saw that. It caught the attention of the commentators. Take a look. One more now. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, check it. Did that come out okay? That's the best one of the 300 pictures I've taken Please. of myself today. I mean, these girls, they just took about 20 pictures in 10 seconds at a baseball game. To put that in perspective, the guys who landed on the moon took, like, <laughs> three total pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I can just picture them coming home and their friends like, how was the game? And they're like, oh, it was so intense. <laughs> Bottom of the ninth, I didn't think we were going to pull it off. My battery was at 3%. <laughs> but then Sarah found a charger and it was all fine. Um, to be fair, the announcers deserve some of the blame. Like, here's an idea. How about not lingering on a group of 19-year-olds for five minutes during a baseball game? Like, I don't know who lost that game, but I know who won. Creepy old dudes watching at home. Right? But this has raised a bigger question to us here at The Late Late Show, which is how many photos is too many photos? Because experts estimate that a trillion photos have already been taken in 2015. Like, you know, that's how many dollars you'd have to pay me to sit through an entire baseball game. <laughs> right? But selfies, they are getting out of control. They really, like, if you go back 20 years ago, can you imagine taking 100 pictures of only yourself <laughs> and then handing that to the guy at the one-hour photo? <laughs> You go, they think you're insane. They're like, you, you want to print all of these? And they're like, yeah, 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 totally. But now, you do that and post it on the internet and people are like, oh, bitch, you look fierce. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. 
But not everyone is taking pictures. Um, take a look at this photo of this lady at the premiere of the movie Black Mass. <laughs> she is the only person in that photo not holding a cell phone. Right now, I, I that was think the that this picture is wonderful. Yeah, is look pope. at her just taking in the moment, living in the moment. But you know what the kids are thinking when they see that photo? They're like, oh, that poor old woman, she can't afford a phone. <laughs> We should start a Kickstarter to get that lady a phone. We should do that. We should do that. But there are so many pictures out there now. Like, people are having to up their game by taking dangerous photos in dangerous places. And this has become so common that this year, and this is a fact, more people have died taking selfies than have been killed by sharks. <laughs> Seriously, people are dying by selfie, right? And it is tragic. Not only because you're dead, but, <laughs> but because you'll never be able to see how many likes that picture got. <laughs> right? But selfie accidents are scary, right? But they're still not scarier than sharks. Like, that would make for a much worse Jaws movie, wouldn't it? Like, we're going to need a bigger boat. No, seriously, because I can't fit everyone in. <laughs> But seriously, though, if I die taking a selfie, please make it easier for my family and my friends and just tell them that I killed myself. But my policy is you should treat selfies like you treat drinking, right? Listen, guys, try not to do it alone. Definitely don't do it while you're driving. And if you take more than two or three a day, you should probably seek help. <laughs> All right. So little and tip for life. That is uh, James Corden's selfie rant, which, Jaron, what do you think? Because, uh, great advice. I feel like we're reaching the end of the, of the selfie. I, think I it, don't think so. I feel like it's, it's crested. It's got to be on its way down. I don't think it's a fad. I think people. Are, I think it's going to evolve. For I hope you're wrong. I really do. Video. I hope you're wrong. It, it makes me sad to talk about it more. Like I just think they're ridiculous. I don't take them. I don't do it. Like I, I know you don't. I won't. I, I, have, a, like, I have a I have a camera designed to take selfies, and I won't do it. Is it the RX100 Mark IV? Yeah, <laughs> you're, doing, you're just looking to take selfies. Um, no, I thought it was a, a very good and entertaining rant, and I like the whole attitude about, you know, treat it like alcohol. And I'd probably take one selfie a month. Uh, I'll probably take more when I'm out in New York. And not just because it's just me, but it's also me, where I am, and who I'm with. But that's for me to document, like, just the experience I'm having there. And plus, people around me, they look good. They're good looking, too. They make me look better. So, so in addition to selfies being a problem, yeah. um, another problem that Caremenders are recovering. Wait, wait, not there. No, no, no. Wait, before we get to there. Before I'm recovering something, something. Don't worry. I got one more for you. And another video? This, another video. This is a Kickstarter video. But I want you to... I think the video on this is epic. And I know I'm not going to tell you what it's for. But as soon as you figure out what it's for, just say it. Okay. And I'm not going to stop the video. We're going to play it because it's probably the most dramatic Kickstarter video I have ever come across. We are photographers. We are travelers. Commuters. Creators. 
explorers. We are a collection of individuals. Any idea what this is for, Jared? Driven by unique passions and stories. It, it, about nothing. It's so far about nothing. Wandering our own roads. Wandering our own roads. This bag is a collection of individuals. Purposed to each distinct talent and need. Tailored for living. You're dying over there. Designed to be seamless so and intuitive. So, <laughs> so your attention is focused on where you are and not what you're carrying. I give up. This could be literally anything. It could be a bag, a strap, simplicity, it's a bag. in style. Oh it's a bag style, relentlessly. I love how dramatic this is. It's ridiculous. Am I watching the the intro to Inception or am I yeah, buying exactly. a bag? Did you just hear that? It's a bag no within a bag within a bag. Reach. No destination too far. I can't. An amalgamation of possibilities. I can't take this kid seriously. He sounds <laughs> like he's twenty two. We've created to promote creation. Created to promote creation. To yes, unlock potential. Is this serious? To yes. aid in the unforeseeable. Because life. All right, make it stop. What is this for? Like for a, a bag on Kickstarter. Life it's almost like a done. Land. Give it a few more seconds. It was meant to be lived. Meant to be lived, Jared. There are those who find solace in the comfortable. This is the road off traveled. It's not the exact same one, we but are the same not feel. The company for yeah, them. somebody wrote one. Yeah, to not we exist to encourage the unexpected. Because it's a bag within a bag within a bag. Oh my god! A deliberate leap into the unknown. This is everything that's wrong <laughs> with, with a product launch. Like, yes, stop it. We create travel and photography gear. Who's the company? But only to provoke the wandered. The wandered. It, the, it's called the wandered. Now, who's the company? The, the yeah. maker of it. Wandered. It's that's what they're on on Kickstarter. Wonderful. They, Are they backed? Uh, they have a hundred. Let me refresh the page. Uh, so far, they have a sixty thousand dollar goal. They're at thirty five thousand. It's a little bit over halfway. Twenty three days to go. Looks like they'll hit it. Um, but I thought that was the most dramatic camera bag video I've ever come across in my there, life. Anyone? And it who is would pure like, entertainment. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess there was so significant... bad. It's good, Jared. So I'm, bad. I'm, it's good. I'm guessing where the I can I can actually see the shots. There's probably a little bit of lens flare, probably a little bit like slow motion, probably like close ups of things going in and out of other things. Uh, maybe like a guy lifting a camera to his face, like close up. The, like these are all shots that would fit with that music, and I guarantee you at least half of those were in there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was trying to share my screen to you on Skype so you could actually see it, but I, I don't. I don't know if I want that. No, I don't see it. I don't. I don't it's want okay. that. I don't want that bag. I don't want that "quote unquote" experience. I just need a bag that carries camera equipment. You know, you know how much, to... Guess how much this bag is, just based on the video. <laughs> two two fifty. Not bad. Uh, one ninety five. But that's an early bird, and there's only like, because right now it's fifty eight out of a hundred. Uh, when it, what's it going to retail for? Two fifty. Uh, doesn't say. I guess say fifty five off. So, but yeah, I want to say two fifty ish. Um, April 2016 is when they're uh, estimated to ship around the world. But it, I think it's a good-looking bag, and I think what they've done, they've designed it. It's a nice bag. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm probably not going to buy it because I just have way too many bags. Uh, speaking of which, Jaren, that leads us into the next story. 
Go ahead, take it. Okay. Caraminder is a recovering gear addict. And this is probably true, yes. This is a direct quote out of this article on DIY photography. I'm just going to read one little bit of this. This describes, I think, how... This is what my mind pictured Caraminder doing. Mm-hmm. He claims he was mm-hmm. never this bad, but... Mm-hmm. So, ahead. it all started with a Nikon D80, and then that was too big, so he got a Samsung NX. And then he wanted a retro camera, so he got an Olympus Pen. Then he missed the viewfinder, so he got a Pentax K20D. Then he really liked the Pentax limited lenses, so he bought another one of those. And then he had some fantasizing in his head about being a film photographer, so he got an Olympus XA, a Pentax 110, and a Pentax Optio i10. And then he was like, he wanted the best image quality, so he got a Fuji 6x9 with loads of film. Then he had this other fantasy being like Ansel Adams, so he got a large format 4x5 with a Graflex back, a Fuji ready load loader, and a Polaroid loader plus lots of film. Then he thought everything was too big, so then he got a GXR, and then another, and then another. Then he had to buy an Alien B ring flash, and two Sunpacks 120JSs, and a bunch of flashes, reflectors, and a bag- Vagabond battery pack. And then he also bought a Sigma DP1, because, you know, he doesn't really remember why he bought that one. Um, that is the ridiculous slope of buying cameras, because you want to be like something else that is as bad as the selfie epidemic. I'm not. so not that bad, Jaren. You're pretty bad. I'm so, the, the other hey, thing, the other just, thing that he he says in here is that though he would sell these things to mm-hmm. make money to buy this because he wasn't loaded, I've he done, didn't have any I've money. Yeah, I do. He that. lost a ton of money reselling things he oh, bought yeah. new or or used even. And that I was, calculated it, and for me, it's average anywhere between twenty twenty five percent every time. Um, you know, you buy, you sell something that you would. That's how much you would lose. Um, for as far as getting the turning it back into cash. So what he learned was he was insecure in his photography, so he was finding it the way to fill that hole by acquiring cameras. So like when he gets a new camera, he felt like he could go take some different, better picture. But after that high of having the new camera receded, he was back to having those same insecurities, so he, he went by a new camera. He calls it the infernal cycle, which he mentions yeah. here. So it's, uh, he says, uh, I've been around forums and picked up on certain talk about a few cameras. So let me illustrate how things can get ugly quickly by not appreciating your current gear. Some buy a fixed lens camera, then complain that it doesn't have an interchangeable lenses. Some buy an interchangeable lens camera, then complain they don't have this or that lens. Those who have a few lenses complain how limited an APS-C sensor is. Those who have a full frame complain how they love the film look. Film isn't what they thought it would be and go back to digital. <laughs> This infernal cycle will never stop if we don't put a break to it. The complaints usually come after the high of having some new gear has passed. Yep. And he says it was all just covering up his insecurities and him trying to validate himself by having all this new equipment. So learn from his mistakes. Just don't buy things. Caraminder. It's okay. Dude, I don't buy stuff anymore. I, mean, I just got my GH4. I don't buy, buy like anything. super minimally. Just, I'm like, it's okay, man. You can, you can get out of this. I admit it. I was a gear addict. That's the first step, right? The first step is, <laughs> is admitting it. Is admitting it. Yeah. But now I'm just trying to like make, like, I don't know. I've always been this way, but I'm always focused on making good work. And what do I got to sell to be able to make better work? Like, I guess that's my ethos nowadays is what can I eliminate? What do I not need? What'll, what's more multifunctional and, and just get rid of that and simplify. Yeah. But damn it, now that I'm shooting video, there's a lot more gear than I need. Yep. No, well, luckily we can go back to our previous you know, segment. I'm just borrowing from you, Jaren. How, how little gear I can go out and make something with. Yeah. So I'm just borrowing um, that gear from you anyway. Anyway, guys, make sure you go read this DIY photography article. It's very good. Yeah, it'll, it's it'll by, make uh, you rethink Olivier, needing that new camera. Olivier Dong, who is a Haitian, French, Vietnamese graphic designer and photographer. 
And he's going to have a part two up about how he remediated himself. But this is essentially the first part of uh, his confessions of being a gasaholic or a gearholic. Gear acquisition syndrome. He had gas. Yes, he did. did. (laughs) All right. And then the last story for today, the photographer. I love uh, the photographer of the website and Chris Gampett, what he does over there. Um, this story is by Julius Motal, and it's called Working Through Doubt and Dry Spells. And essentially, you know, as uh, he was describing an experience where he had, he was doing a uh, photo 365 project, which is a project in which you take a photo a day. And he just couldn't, like, eke out any sort of creativeness. And he looked at his camera, he was just disgusted by it. He just didn't, he was in a dry spell, Jaren. He just couldn't, do anything couldn't i understand that feeling yeah i really do sometimes you have to take a break like sometimes doing that photo a day thing is worse for you creatively than doing it oh yeah it'll burn you out that's the essence of the articles essentially like when you are in in a little bit of a um what does it call a dry hump uh a dry spell sorry (laughs) dry spell (laughs) i thought it's called (laughs) A dry spell. Wow. Dry, dry helps the opposite of I'm that. Just, um, I'm just going to move on, <laughs> pretend that didn't happen. Well, well, so the point is that taking a break, I always think that with photography, people, photography, videography, the, the better work you do is the, the more interesting life you lead. Or just, you know, you go out and you have adventures. You go out and you hang with your friends. You do things that are not photography, videography related. You know, you, your other hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaren, I know one's your, Destiny's yours, one of those things. Uh, what do I have? What do I again? What do I do? What am I? Oh, you have, we both have dogs. Well, I'm borrowing, not borrowing a dog. I'm house dog sitting. You still? They still house it in that. Still dog? Napoleon. Yeah. Wow. Still here. It's been a while. So a couple. Well, so far it's been two weeks, almost two weeks. But uh, he's a lot of. He's a good handful. I take him out. Um, I go. I go to the gym a lot. That's one of my hobbies too. Jaren, um, hobby you can get. I still play video games. That's about it. Well, I write. Do, the thing that write. I actually really do is I write. Like I've turned my hobby into a job. Wait, Jaren, you have writing. an awesome hobby, by the way. What? You're not even realizing that you do it what? because you're what so like, so blasé about it. What? That you really like to uh, dine out on really great food with your missus. Future. Oh yeah, is that a hobby? I think so. I mean, it's I think spending money. <laughs> well, yeah, it's spending money. But you you actually do it with an intention. Yeah. Like you know, like this is the intention of this trip to Vegas is not to do anything but gorge myself on delicious foods um, yeah, that, you've, food, that you've planned the out whole point. And yeah, the whole point is like we don't go out. we don't go to like tropical destinations we go to places where we know we're going to be able to eat a certain amount of good food in a certain amount of time within a radius and that that's, I would qualify as an adventure slash hobby yeah that's a, that's a focused I guess effort. another hobby of mine I, but it is photo related is I like making videos about things that I care about and I don't I may not know I care about them until I'm doing it like I just I find myself in situations and I decide I'm going to make a film. That's what would I'm you saying. say the last film that you made that you cared about would be the creative live film? Yeah, that, uh, I cared about that. Yeah. that. And tell me what the title of that film was again. Hurdle. Hurdle. And I'm, and I'm making another one um, right now that I cared very, very much about that I don't want to talk about yet. Okay. Um, it will be ready in November. Um, but it is very close to my heart. I'm really, very happy with it. We're about a quarter done with it now. Uh, we'll be done shooting in, um, at the end of October hopefully, and be able to release in uh, beginning to mid-November. I can't wait. And um, speaking about <clears throat> November, well, actually, it's not November, but late October. This is our last episode before we go to PhotoPlus next week, Jaren. Mm-hmm. And we'll both be in New York next week. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll record. We'll do this episode. We don't even know who we're going to have on, where it's going to happen. We're probably going to do video. 
uh, just because we're actually in the same place and there's stuff interesting stuff around us. But I'm excited. This is our like little photo plus Eve episode. And whatever is going to happen next week, I'm so excited for. And I'm so excited about whatever the content is that we're going to make and be able to share. Like, I am so juiced. I'm so jazzed. I'm so excited. I'm like Jesse Spano in I'm, the uh, on caffeine pills. I'm taking off. I'll be in New York on um, Saturday afternoon. Like at 3 is when I land. So I'll be there for a while. I'm there everybody, for... Everybody go JFK, 3 p.m., wait for Jerry. Yeah. Throw things at me. Tell me how much you hate me. That'd be this great. true. Yeah, and I'll be there late Monday. Sweet, cool. cool. All right, buddy. Uh, so that. Thank you for joining us, guys. Comments, questions. You can reach us on Twitter at Rewrap Podcast or on ResourceMagOnline.com. Please rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Send us some Twitter love. Jaron was waiting for me to play the music. So, uh, the music yeah, I was, I was bobbing my head yes. like in anticipation. <laughs> and uh, tell your friends to give us a listen. We would really appreciate it. He is on Twitter at Jaron Schneider. I'm on Twitter at Karaminder. This has been the Rewrap Podcast. See you guys here next week. Bye, Jaron. Say bye. Bye.